space. Functional Family, episode 34. First and only take. <laughs> when we were together, we never turned our backs on each other. We are back, baby. This Functional Family, episode 34. Um... It's crazy that you said I'm aggravating because that's what we're going to talk about today. Like how much we get on each other's nerves. That's really what it's about. That's what love truly is. But before we get into that, listen, shop free to souls clothing. You see that it's hoodie season, baby. It's sweatshirt season. They call me Earl sweatshirt out here in these streets. Feel me? This to be not weary. From the Galatians 6 and 9 collection. I mean, it just feels and looks crazy, as you can see. Go cop up. FreeTheSoulsClothing.com. Shout out our sponsors. Sponsored by God. You feel me? Sponsored by God. Man, it's in here tight, y'all. I don't even know if she mad at it. just be mad. Like a little pit bulls. A little chihuahua. Just oh, mad. How they call you? I think you could be a male one. Get into, <laughs> you to be get a into female, your, your opening story, please. <laughs> All right. So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. Um, and we were talking about how we were really talking about friendship. And we were talking about how how skewed and inverted. I don't even want to say inverted, but how skewed. And somewhat contaminated, we feel like the idea of friendship is in this age in terms of this culture that just seems to always want people to cut somebody off. It's like, cut somebody off. You trying to level up, get rid of people. You don't need these people in your life. And while I do subscribe to that in certain areas of life I think sometimes we we overdetermine our friendships and our connections by that mindset and what he and I were talking about was how friendships really are built for adversity there's a scripture in Proverbs I think it's 17 and 17 chapter 17 verse 17 um, and it, it, it tells you that uh uh, a, a friend loves at all times and a brother is built for adversity. And we were going through how adversity and nowadays it like pushes people away. Like it makes somebody not want to connect with you or not want to, oh, you got too much going on or you got. And it's like, if we were really friends, what does that look like in the midst of adversity? And then the conversation went deeper because 
we started to talk about like how relationships don't seem to endure. It's like nowadays people will just like break up over anything. And it's like everything is about how I feel and not uh, what's best for us in our future. Right. And, and and he and I were talking through this, this idea of this, this fragility of love, this love that doesn't seem to be able to last or deal with anything. Divorce rates are high. Breakup rates are high. Nobody trusts each other. Social media contaminating how much we trust. We're going through each other's phones and people stay together. They ain't happy. And it's like, dad, yo, what's the problem? Right. And I got to thinking, like, maybe the problem is what we expect out of a relationship what we expect it to look like has been framed by this ideal and this fairy tale that was never the goal of relationships right we kind of put relationships in this space of euphoria and this is the person i have ideal happiness with but we never consider all the dark things that we have to go through with them Right. There's this ugly side of love that is often not advertised because it's not pretty and it doesn't make money. Right. And we don't prep or talk enough about the ugliness of relationships that makes love beautiful. There's an ugliness to relationships that actually makes love beautiful. Love is not beautiful because everything is already good. Love is beautiful because even in the messy things, it overcomes. That's what that's the beauty of it. And we were just talking about like. What are we doing wrong in terms of how we're approaching and understanding relationships? And I think. We don't we're not honest enough about the fact that like. Somebody is built to deal with my crap. Like, like there's somebody that's built to just deal with my mess. And um, I'm not sure that successful relationships is about who makes each other the happiest. I, I might submit that the most successful relationships are about whether or not you found someone with the capacity for the worst part of you. Like, have you found someone with the capacity for the worst part of you? And if we started from there, we would realize like, yo, this person loves me no matter how much I get on their nerves. No matter how many annoying things I do, no matter how many times I've, you know, done this thing, this person's willing to deal with me. Not, oh, I just feel so happy because sometimes I'm not going to feel happy. So what makes me stay when I'm not feeling happy? Sometimes I am going to be frustrated. What makes me stay when I am frustrated? Right. Gasp. 
and like the ultimate expression of love is to me sometimes how ugly it actually is. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I totally like, agree. I know I get on your nerves. And that's part of why I know that I'm meant to be with you because like you have the capacity. There are people that would have broken up with me by now because of certain things that you, I think, was pre-wired to have the capacity for that other humans don't have the capacity for and vice versa. There are men that wouldn't be able to deal with some of the things that I deal with, but I think I was pre-wired with the capacity for a you. And if we would acknowledge our baggage more often and not like, oh yeah, I'm doing this person so good. I take care of this so much. Like, nah, bro, y'all in love because you found somebody that's willing to deal with the worst of you, your crap, your mess. So yeah, man, like I get on your nerves and that's kind of like, where love comes from too in this weird toxic way i totally agree i think that um love is not always rainbows and butterflies it's going to be shout out to the butterflies out okay. here making it out the cocoons you yep. know what i mean shout out to the butterflies Mariposas. you can't appreciate the um the sunshine without the rain there has to be a healthy balance um there has to be a healthy balance for any healthy relationship. You sound sleepy. I am sleepy. Ah! All right. <clears throat> there has to be a healthy balance for any <laughs> I heard the healthy relationship. Um, <sighs> but I think also in acknowledging that we do have to also um, be able to distinguish between knowing when someone loves you unconditionally in spite of your flaws, in spite of your imperfections and your shortcomings and recognizing like when you're being taken advantage of because do you accept me because I'm this way and you just love me or are you doing things intentionally because you know that I'm going to stay no matter what, you know Mm. what I mean? So I think that that's a really important um, thing to clarify and be aware of. Like, are you being emotionally taken advantage of? Because that person knows, you know, she loves me. He loves me. They're going to stick with me no matter what I do. Mm, Or mm. I think there's a really thin line between Mm. being taken advantage of emotionally and someone just accepting your flaws and knowing and having faith and believing that you'll be a better person. Or, hey, maybe that flaw is just not a huge deal. It's just something Mm -hmm. that they have to deal with. You know, it's not a huge inconvenience to the relationship. Mm -hmm. It might be annoying sometimes, but you kind of you can live with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's 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 a that's a big thing to be aware of. I think I mean, I think you bring up a good point. Yes, there is obviously a distinction between. Um, emotional abuse and someone that has the capacity for the full range of me, of me as a person. Um, I think that one of the differences is that like with emotional abuse, the signs are so are many times universal. And what I mean by that is 
many emotional abusers may be packaged in a different person in a different body, but the, the, the signs are things that other abusers do as well. So for one, um, I would say that they are hypercritical. In other words, nothing you do is right. Hmm. Like everything you do, they have to have an opinion about and judge you for it. And I think someone that does that to you, that's like emotional abuse. It's like always making you think that your decisions are never good enough. Right. And I think if you have someone that respects your decisions, you're probably not in an emotionally abusive relationship. I think another sign of someone that's like emotionally abusive is they don't respect uh, you like your boundaries. Mm. So I think that's like a universal thing. And in, in amongst emotional, emotionally abusive community, um, I said it like they kind of like got like a like they packed that role together. <laughs> like, but I think it's like a universal thing in the emotionally abusive community where um, if you set a boundary and once again, this is to distinguish between someone that's being abused and someone that like is, uh, you know, someone that has like um, just has someone that's accepting of who they are as a person. Someone that's e- being emotionally abusive um, doesn't respect when you make a decision. So if you make a choice about something they continue to try or attempt to override that choice. You know what I mean? They attempt to like override that, that boundary that you set. And um, I think that that's something that you wouldn't find in someone that's just like embraced by you and and like accepting the full range of who you are. That's something you'll find in someone that's trying to take advantage of you. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot of other things that are like signs of someone that's emotionally abusive, but I think that that's one thing. I think another, um, um, like they're super manipulative too. Mm. Emotionally abusive people are super manipulative and they, they, um, kind of sometimes like force you to think you're crazy about things you're right about. Kind of like narcissistic. Not really. Nah, not 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 all. I mean, I guess it it may be like it may stem from narcissism. I'm not sure, but I don't. It's not always narcissism I'm talking about. But um, yeah, they like manipulate. Like they like they kind of like talk you into thinking there's something wrong with you all the time. Um, and I think that's a lot different from someone who's like, I have flaws. I have weight. And I am working on it. Yeah, I think like that's a that's a great segue to something that I wanted to mention, because it is important to have someone who um, not only accepts your shortcomings, but it's important to have someone who encourage you to grow and become a better person Mm -hmm. because you can have someone who, you know, okay, this is this is something that they struggle with. Um, this is kind of who they are. Like I mentioned before, it's not a super big inconvenience to the relationship. So whether this area of their life changes or not, 
where you know the relationship is still healthy and in good standing but if your partner has some kind of shortcoming that disturbs the well-being of your relationship Mm -hmm. i think it's important that you have someone who can acknowledge that can point that out can deal with it in the moment now but in dealing with it they also encourage you and are helping you find tools to grow out of that unhealthy habit because, yeah, you know, no one's perfect. Everyone, like you said, comes with baggage and has something that they have to deal with. But is this something that needs to be addressed and needs to be fixed for the longevity and maintenance? Not Well, yeah, to make sure that our relationship can, you know, withstand the, the tests of time and can have some. Pretty much, yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. Sorry if I cut my thought a little bit short. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't know where the like, thought was ended. I didn't know what you like. What were you landing on? Just making sure, like, you have someone who's gonna he's who's gonna help you grow mm, from you. whatever your imperfection is. That yes, I can deal with it now. We're good right now, but mm. let me help you be better because I know I see your potential to grow as you. a person. Yeah. I think that uh, what the Bible says uh, in John 15, I think it's verse verse 13. The Bible says um, that greater love has no man than this, than that he would lay down his life for a friend. And a lot of times we think about like laying down our lives. It's like, oh, I'd die for you. Um, and it's not always the, the, the way we interpret that. It's not always the literal sense of dying. It's. Laying down my life means sometimes I'm willing to put aside what I'm working on, what I'm doing for the sake of your well-being. And we don't often find a lot of people who equate that to like their marriage, like their spouse. But the reality is. If you're my spouse in like a long term you're probably my friend. So the same scriptures that would apply to friendship also apply to us. So things like friends are built for adversity that we mm. see in Proverbs. Yeah. That that applies f- for us. And that is what will make our marriage stronger because we're we're friends and we understand that longevity has to come from somebody being willing to lay down their life, their life. So I think we have to sort of invert how we're thinking about like love. Everything's about feeling. Everything's about. I got to be happy 24 seven. It's like, just it's just not realistic. And I think like part of our job, part of our role is to sort of crystallize for couples. What to expect and what's real. And a lot of things that we anticipate in a relationship are not real. Mm. It's not yeah. real. However, there's also a, like a, a like the opposite end of the spectrum where you got people who have such a negative mindset about marriage that a lot of people don't want to commit to something because they also don't see the beauty. So you got some people who are over obsessed with this fairy tale that's not real. And then you got another faction of people who are 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 so pessimistic about what marriage is that they don't see the beauty in the covenant. 
You get what I'm saying? And a lot of times we don't understand that the weight of not the weight, but the way we look at relationship, it, 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 it has no balance. It has no balance. Like we we literally are either like fairy tale or oh, the old ball and chain. <laughs> It's like you gotta have a little bit of both. Like it's like not, the well, ball. not ball and chain. No, you don't have to have like not ball and chain, but I mean some kind of something to work through. Right, and and I, I was actually asked. Um, I was asked by by a, a couple of people, a friend that I actually went to high school with. Um, him and his girlfriend, they've been dating for two years, and I just met her, and um, she's like, "Wow, you guys known each other since high school? Wow, that's amazing." What's the secret sauce? I was like, I think the secret sauce is to understand there is not a secret sauce. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because humans are so complex that everybody's looking for this formulaic way to make their love successful. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did they do? Yeah, what's the what? potion? What's the model to follow? And that's not to say that you can't draw some kind of inspiration Absolutely. from couples who are thriving Absolutely. and who, who have, you know, that's why you have uh, uh, mentors and things like that. Because of there course. are there are uh, positive aspects that you can pull from things that you not just relationships, but anything that's thriving and 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 functioning healthily mm-hmm. but in like in love specifically or in relationships like you mentioned people are so different that it's impossible like that's one of the hardest questions for me to answer like what what's what's how do you make your marriage last how do you mm-hmm. because yeah i can answer it but that's it may not be something that you can take to work for your relationship because you and your partner are not me and my partner right so i think but no. but the transfer. Let me finish my answer to her. So my response to her was one debunking that there's a secret sauce that works for everybody, and then two, I, I said anything that you want to last, you 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 care for it, you 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 maintain it through maintenance through maintenance and I probably said this in a previous episode I said if if I want my car to break down I'm gonna stop giving it oil changes if I want it to stop functioning I'm never gonna check the tire pressure never gonna check the coolant never gonna check tell them to change the liquids let it just be and guess what's gonna happen eventually it's gonna just fall apart that's just what's going to happen. If you never, ever, 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 ever wash your body, it's going to stink. Period. Period. If I like, if you don't, if you don't do your checks. I'm sorry. Is Yes, you're right. But there was also something that I saw on social media recently where a certain group of people were mentioning that they only bathe their children when it's necessary. So, like, if unless the child gets exceptionally dirty by some, like, uh, rare situation, they also mentioned that, like, um, for their their when they had their baby for the first, like, five months of the baby's life, they just didn't bathe the baby. So they wanted to build up, like, some microbes and immunity and things like that. 
So I'm off on a tangent, but that's where my mind went with you. <laughs> well, shout outs to the filthy people stinking. Shout out to all the dirty people with the dirty babies. <laughs> shout outs to you. Dirty babies. But for me and my house. Dirty babies is crazy. We for me and my house, we gonna clean our babies. Daily. And we still gonna build our immunity. <laughs> yes. We Teach gonna build it. But to each their own. But I say that to say anything that doesn't get like if you never reset your phone, never turn your computer off, restart it, like it's going to crash. It's going like things that don't get maintained eventually break down. And that's the point. And what I told her is that a lot of people say, oh, we don't feel the way you to feel. Or, oh, I don't feel the way I used to feel. Or, that's how they say it. Yeah, that's how they say it. I don't it feel the way I used to feel. I don't feel the way I used to feel. They don't make me feel. I don't feel the butterflies I used to feel. Nah, they don't make me feel the way I used to feel. Yeah. But what work are you doing to do maintenance? Yeah. Like, are you doing anything that used to give you that feeling? Are you still holding hands? Are you taking it out to eat? Are you... Going to the movies? Right, get no. off my hand. Butterflies. <laughs> you, you just the cocoon, the whole thing. I didn't say nothing about a cocoon. See? You just doing At the stuff. beginning of the episode you did. That was this episode? I don't know. That might have been a previous episode. <laughs> it's a different episode, but bro. Butterflies. No, like you guys said that love ain't all butterflies and rainbows. You should set up. You said shout out Bro, to the get off my hand. Like my point being is that you throw me off. <laughs> my point being is that you have to be able to do maintenance, right? And if you're not doing that, what ends up happening is the the the, the relationship structure breaks down. What works for us now? What doesn't work for us now? What do we like to do now? What don't we like to do now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, of course, I can go down the list. But my point is, when we think of love, I think our love is fragile because we. <laughs> it's going to sound crazy, but. I think we underestimate how much of a burden we are to other people's lives. Yikes. Seriously, like, I think. We think that everything we bring to the table is an asset. And we never consider how much of a burden we are to someone else, how much we ask of them, how much we desire from them. I want you to make love to me every night. I want you to do this, turn around, wear That's this, do that, do this. Do it again. What else they say? I want you to. Cook five star meals every night. I don't care what you feel like when you come home from work. I don't care what you what you deal with. I want him to have everything together. A eight fifty credit score plus spend all the time with me. Plus, like we act like what we demand of people is like easy. Mm. And the reason our love is so fractured is because the it's not about having high standards. I'm not lowering your standards. It's about also being aware that they're human. And if we continue to take from each other without reciprocity, without honor, without acknowledgement of all you are to me, you're going to break somebody down. 
It's heavy, yeah. And we don't realize how much of a burden we are. And if we start from that, I know it it sounds like a deficit-based mindset and a deficit-based theory, but that really, really will help us humble ourselves in the presence of the person we love. Like, I know that I'm a lot. Thank you for tolerating me. I know that I'm a lot. Thank you for tolerating me. She's being annoying. I'm being serious. But yes, thank uh, I. Yes. Yes, I'm a lot. Yes. And yes, I accept your. Still love me. Thank you. Do I still love you? Come on, son. You asking silly questions. All right, we got in this episode, but I'm saying all that to say we have to approach our love, knowing that we. We're locked. (laughs) And if love starts from a place of gratitude for all that we're going to ask of a person and all that that person is going to ask of us, there will will be perpetual honor for one another. That creates a true preach. I'm never going to stop being a lot. I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary. I am. I am. I am enterprising. I'm I'm bright. I'm talented. I'm never going to stop being a lot. Because you don't get all that other stuff without me being a lot. Like that comes with the package. So for all the people that think they could deal with me, it's like you can't deal with what she deal with. She's she's pre-wired with the capacity for me. And all the guys that see her like, oh, she a baddie. Oh, I would. You can't deal with everything that comes with being with her. Like what? I am, I am pre I'm not answering that in public. I am pre- be two things that come. No, Amanda. That one. <laughs> I am pre-wired with the space for you. Like relationship when it's with the right person has elasticity. I feel like we should hug right now. It can it can continue to grow. It can continue to stretch when you are with that right person. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like we should hug right now? It's just like a sweet moment. Do you want to hug? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get your makeup on my hoodie to free the souls. My butt! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I really believe God. <laughs> I really believe God has like pre-wired us, pre-ordained us with the capacity for certain people. And um, you know it. I feel like I'm tapping into a different space. It's happening again, <laughs> like it did a couple episodes Tap ago. In. You know it when you're energized by th- by doing the same thing that would drain you for somebody else. That's good. That's good. That, that, I think that's when you know you've connected with somebody that God has given you capacity for. Because when you did the same things with and for other people, it wore you out. But doing it for this person energizes you. It's really good. It's like, that's an indicator that I have capacity for this person. A capacity that's divine that I didn't like just conjure up myself. And I say that to say, 
thank you for putting up with me. Because I know I get on your nerves. My tenderoni. I know I am a lot. I know I demand a lot. But you deal with it. And it's not abusive. You're not dealing with no, like abuse. You're dealing with all that comes with me being me. My adversity, my family, my 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 bloodline, my 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 my, my neighborhood I grew up in. You 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 deal with that. And vice versa. I deal with what what comes with you. Your culture, your people, your your <laughs> family, your 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 identity. I have capacity for it. Hey, when you find the right person whose nerves you get on, thank God. Don't be mad. Thank God that you got somebody that get on your nerves that you still are energized by. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. I'm gonna I ain't got right nothing there. else because you be going crazy, my boy. <laughs> crazy, my boy. I ain't got nothing else to follow up with that. Tell me more. Let's get to it. Right, I lost the beat. Hold on. The, am I asking a question first? The drum roll is nasty. Come on, come on. Why you, why you did that? Oh, because we shooting. And, uh, I don't know. Sleepy too. The window open. Yeah, we shooting kind of late right now. I think we both kind of tired. But you it's cuddle? Good. We could cuddle after this. You want to cuddle? Sure. <laughs> wow, bro. Fine. Oh, cuddle. you go first. What? What you said to them just now? You acting like you asking for something that's like you cuddle every night, bro. Nah, we don't really be cuddling. Unless I'm working out on the couch, working and something like that. Working no, I'm late. saying like. Regular, we don't. Like. We start and then, <laughs> and then what? And then what? Then you sleep like a chimp. <laughs> How do chimps sleep? I don't know. I feel like they sleep wild. <laughs> I don't sleep wild. You never seen. I'm about to record you sleeping. Record me sleeping. I will. It's wild. <laughs> Go but first. I got capacity. Just... <laughs> hey, hey, I got capacity Go for it. Ask the question. I got capacity for it. You feel me? <laughs> I'm asking? Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Is calling is it? a woman strong really a compliment? I think that, you know, it's a hot topic that, especially among um, African American women who recently have, I saw some, some memes and posts recently about, um, this topic specifically questioning is it a compliment or do we just like expect black women to put up with so much that they're kind of expected to be strong mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying if that makes sense um, I feel like it's not an insult I think it is a compliment mm-hmm. it could be both but I feel like it's more of a compliment than an insult because I think when you tell a woman that she's strong you acknowledge what she has to carry mm-hmm. and you see th- how she handles it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, women and more specifically black women shouldn't have to deal with some of the burdens and, and things that they do deal with. But 
acknowledging that you see their strength, that they handle it the way that they do, doesn't justify the fact that maybe some of the some of the weight should be lifted, but the fact that um they carry it and carry it well, I think is a compliment. I don't I don't think that it not being a compl- compliment means the other characterization has to be insult. If that makes sense. Like I think it could not feel like a compliment to someone else, but it not be like insulting. It's just I don't want to be characterized as that. I get the not wanting to be characterized as that because I think historically black women have had to deal with so much that people take your humanity away and mm-hmm. you don't have the freedom to be human. Because you got to be the strong be black the strong, woman, yeah. which is almost like robotic. It means taking care of the kids. It means working full time. It means being a boss chick. It means also being an intellectual. It means also holding on to your ratchetness. It means also it's like it's a lot. It's like robotic. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's almost like AI. It's a it's an artificial thing. You know, like binary codes just programming you, and it's not real. It takes away your humanity. To make mistakes, to be weak, to be vulnerable, to cry. So I could see it not being a compliment, but still not being insulted by it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that you can you can play it both ways. Yeah. But Yeah. I'm sorry, that wasn't supposed to answer it's that. Fine. All right. Wasn't my drink. So what is your best advice for someone struggling with submission? How do men or women? I was about to say like how we did an episode about submission where you yeah. know it's it's a two way street, but yeah. for either men or women, if they're struggling with the concept or struggling with actually putting submission into play in their relationship, mm-hmm. how would what's your best advice to them? My best advice would be to clarify any the mission in your life. If you clarify what the mission is, you won't have a problem sub being sub under that. But if there is no mission, it's hard to submit. So if I know that our goal is to do X, Y, and Z, and that's something I care about, of course, I'm going to do what needs to be done. I submit myself to figure out how to do this. Right? So clarify the mission of whatever it is. Like, I don't know if this dynamic, I I guess we're a couple's podcast, so I should assume the dynamic we're talking about here is relationship. I think if that's the case, clarify what you and your spouse's mission statement is for your relationship. What what are you going after? What's your end game? What's your goal for your children, for yourself, for your spirituality? If you clarify your mission, you'll know what you want to be under. But if the mission is not something you see for the end of your life, that's where the tension of struggling with submitting even powerful people submit under something. Mm, true. B- b- billionaires submit to their to their schedules to make sure they have reading time and read the stocks and read the market. They are submitted to that market. All of us submit to something. Mm. But what's the mission? Submission has to have a clear mission. If we don't have a clear mission. That's where the contention of why I struggle to submit for you, to, to submit for. I mean, mm-hmm. God, that's a nasty <laughs> sentence. We shoot by 1 a.m. This is a nasty <laughs> sentence coming out. Foggy. But y'all get my point. That's an excellent yeah. answer. But y'all Thank know you. how we do. I wasn't even prepared for that. Y'all know how we do. 
hit that like, subscribe, share button, download, comment, all the things. Um, thank y'all for rocking with us for another episode. We well, um, just giving free- winks to all the cameras. Okay. Hit free to soulsclothing.com for our full favorites and all of your cold weather essential items. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll see you next time. They got it.